This is Niamh Bushnell from Tech Ireland, and I am here today with Dr. Patricia Scanlon from Soapbox Labs to talk about the 100 million campaign. Thank you so much for being here, Trish. Thanks for inviting me. So before we dive into a bunch of figures and a great discussion on female founder funding, tell us a little bit about yourself and Soapbox Labs. So I'm the founder and CEO of set of Soapbox Labs. Um, we started Soapbox Labs about six years ago to address a very niche area in the area of voice recognition, voice technology, speech recognition, all these wonderful words we're going to use for the technology we build specifically for kids under the age of 12. So um, we have a bespoke solution for young children because their voices and their behaviours are very different to adults and most off-the-shelf solutions today have been built on adult data and modelling adult behaviours. So we license our technology across gaming, toys, robotics, AR, VR experiences, um, as well as for education, reading and language learning. Great. It's it's the equivalent of the uh, it's the kids equivalent of the men designing products for women. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the adults yeah. adult products that are being used for kids that are not fit for purpose. Yes, not not at the moment. The accuracy is not there. So across the board, we we beat every large multinational corporate on children's voice recognition accuracy, as well as um, you know small companies, whatever. So across the board, we're being widely used and licensed. Uh, we have a lot of exciting partnership announcements to make in the next couple of months also. So Super. stay tuned. Looking forward to that. So, so for people who may be hearing about Soapbox for the first time, we should say uh, 2018 was a big year, 2.8 million in funding. Um, we'll dive into that in a little bit more detail. And Trish is a role model among female founders in Ireland and more broadly speaking, you were one of the 50 global women in tech in 2018, according to Forbes. Yes, that was exciting. <laughs> nice to get the recognition and acknowledgement from Forbes. And of course, that helps drive people to the business and lends legitimacy to what you're doing as well. That, you know, you've been, you know, you're, you're up there globally as well. And, and that's always great for us. It's great for the company. And, and it's great for Irish entrepreneurs, it's great for Ireland, it's great yeah. for our innovation story. Yeah, yeah, fabulous, yeah. Okay, so let's dive into some of the numbers. There is a deck that accompanies this podcast that shares uh, different slices and dices of the data. I mean, we start with this overall figure of 97.7. Um, you know, we, we, we launched, as you know, Trish, and as many people listening know, we launched the 100 million campaign at International Women's Day 2018, a year on. Uh, why was that campaign important? I mean, we didn't make the 100 number, we got to 97.7, but does that matter? And why was the campaign important? Why was it something that you were interested in and other female founders were interested in in Ireland? Um, I, I was personally interested in this and I agree, you know, we almost got there. Does that matter? No, I kind of think it was more about shining a light on an issue that we all know has existed. Um, it's, it's not a uniquely Irish problem, but, you know, it is on us to figure out, you know, you know what is the problem? And, and what I was really keen to see was, could we shine a light and what are the problems, where are the issues, where are the differences between male and female funding. And in order, in some ways, let's try and solve it. Like, you know, let's not just sit back and say, isn't it terrible? Or, you know, let's mentor more women. You know, <laughs> women don't need the mentoring as much, you know, that, that people talk about. But let's figure out with a little more detail on the numbers. And that's why it's great that Tech Ireland took the initiative to do this. 
to see if we can't um, uncover or, or, and help move this along. Yeah, and, and, you know, being such a small country, relatively speaking, uh, and a small uh, startup ecosystem, we, in theory, and hopefully in practice, have the agility to become leaders in an area yeah. like female founder yeah. funding to fix the problem too, yeah. right? Let's have the will to do it. Let's get everybody on board and not just speak to it, not just say, oh, let's volunteer to do things. Let's do something real because it is, it's very achievable. Like, I mean, this is, this is a problem that can be fixed. I Absolutely. Really that, yeah. I agree with you. So the, the 97.7, I mean, what does that, we looked at the numbers here, it kind of breaks down. It's in absolute terms, it's higher than last year, but I think, yeah, I mean, it, it's higher than last year, but what was disappointing was it, as a percentage of the total funding raised uh, in 2018, it's smaller. It's down 13.5% last year. It's 10.5% this year. That's yes. really disappointing. You know, all this effort and, and so many people have come out and supported this and, you know, all the efforts and, you know, the things, we, initiatives we were going to do and we fell short and we actually, so it's not that, it's not an issue about that there was a lack of seed funding because that was for everybody, right? Yes. I mean, we know seed funding is drying up, you know, tech winter is coming, blah, blah, blah. But this is a case of, of that funding, a lower percentage went to female companies and that's not great, let's be honest. No, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not a great starting point, but, you know, when we, we didn't think we could boil the ocean in a year, but it's, at least we know transparency yeah. is important, the numbers are there. Uh, I mean, one of the other things, and in fairness, this is true of, the, of the, the total funding figure for Irish startups last year, but one of the figures is that over 50% of that 97 number is two companies. Yeah, yeah. So two companies yeah, yeah. represent 50%. That's that happens every year, right? And it does, and it happens in the global thing. And, and, and that's okay. Like, you know, we, we recognize that th those things are going to happen. What was really interesting, I found, was that, you know, when you break it down, you know, when we're looking at uh, male-funded companies, 65% comes from VC, 55% comes from female-funded uh, companies. Okay. I yeah. think that warrants further investigation. Yep. And that 10% seems to be made up in the difference that women are going after the grants more than men. And I found that really interesting as well. What does that say to you about female-founded companies and quality? And, and I mean, if they're, you know, if they're going after grants and successfully getting grants. Yeah, so this is definitely resonates in my experience of, of what's been going on in the industry. I found, you know, from talking to women out there, they're sometimes struggling to get funding. They have amazing companies. They're, you know, they're IP-based, they're deep tech and they know themselves that they can, you know, they struggle to get funded, but they can go for these grants because they have the quality, they have often have the academic backgrounds or they have the tech backgrounds, and they're building some pretty amazing companies. So, and when they go for the, the grant funding, which, you know, by, you know, is, is, is somewhat more objective, uh, we're finding that they are considerably more successful. I mean, what I found very interesting was we looked at um, ourselves, and I genuinely just looked at this out of interest. When I looked at... Um, the Horizon 2020 SMEI Phase 2, which gives up to 2.5 million of grant funding to companies, two SMEs, it's not consortiums, it's nothing to do with the old Horizon 2020, um, that a company can get this on their own. Hugely competitive, you're talking about 2%, 3% success yeah. rate, that out of the 38 companies, in that, that Irish companies have been successful, over 30%, I think it's actually close to 35%, or worse to companies with female founders. And that's the highest percentage of any slicing and dicing no, of funding for female founders. this is founders. the hardest funding to get. It's, it's recognised across Europe as such. 
prestigious uh, funding because and the companies who get it have the seal of approval across Europe and and we're we're really good at getting this and you know so you know obviously again you could do more um, uh, you know investigations into the figures versus how many uh, male versus female women are applying for these grants versus how many are are, are successful but to have thirty five percent is a hell of a lot higher than VC funding angel funding seed fund any other figures we're looking at yeah and what does that tell us. Yeah, and it also collapsed the narrative around female-founded companies typically tend to be B2C, tend to be in fashion or in health. Or lower B2C quality. Or, you know, let's be fair. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, it's... it's uh, no, I don't there's agree. There's a lot that. of deep there. Yeah, not what I'm seeing, not the people I talk to, not at some of the companies. So that's why I was really interested in this campaign as well. Like, I mean, and I think it, it's on all of us to figure out this. I think, honestly, it's lost opportunity. I'm not interested in this area just to, you know, for equality and just to see women in it. I actually genuinely think it's lost opportunity. You have a perspective on the population, whether it's B2C, you have a perspective on female managers, you have a perspective, you know, in multinationals that you're selling into. To have, to not have equality in your startups and not have diverse teams um, is actually, you know, a problem for us as, as, you know, we want to be bigger, we want to be, the next Silicon Valley, we want to be all those things. Like, no, we have to get better at this deck. And like you said earlier, we could lead on this if we actually had the will. And there's a lot of different ways to address this. You know, we could go with the narrative, we need to fix women. You know, personally, that jars, you know. I don't think women need more mentoring. I do think it helps everybody to be mentored. Um, I think the issue is around, um, you know, yes, look, Enterprise Ireland did throw up figures before and they were very convincing figures that women do not ask for as much money as men. And that was in the very early stages when they applied for these grants from Enterprise Ireland. Um, that's easy fixable, right? Yes. Just ask for more money, right? You know, I mean, come on, like, you know, we, I think we can all fix that one pretty easy. Yeah. But the idea that, you know, um, we have to fix women at the system yeah. is, is, is not, doesn't make sense to me. You know? I really like the way you talk about, uh, you know, women don't need any more mentoring than men do. Mentoring is great, but it's not the fix. It's almost kind of covering up the actual fix, which is more seats at the funding table on both sides of the funding table, right? And and more uh, interest and belief in funding women who have great businesses that deserve to be funded. Yeah, and what happens is, and I, what I really do believe happens is if you have um, investment committees, these are the people who decide ultimately at the end of the day who gets funded, whether you're in a VC and you'll have similar in angel syndicates and similarly in, in Enterprise Ireland, etc. If you have those investment committee tables unbalanced, if they're not diverse, if they're not 50-50 or close to it, you're not going to get people, uh, the message from the women, the, 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 the markets they're going after, the way they present, you know, um, won't resonate, right? So, the, and, and the, you know, what I, you know, what you often hear is my gut tells me not to invest. You know, your gut often is just basically if you don't get what somebody is saying, if you don't get the way they present, um, you know, often it's kind of women need more confidence, they need to be, you know, ball busters, they need to do all this. You know, we shouldn't have to act like men to get funding. But when you walk in, the investment committee is predominantly male. 
that's tough, right? So, you know, yeah. some of us have learned behaviors to kind of deal with that, but that's not, you know, that's not progress. That's, that's kind of sad, actually, like that we have to do that. So what I would like to see is particularly is a bottom-up approach. We get more women into the funding pool. We, we help them get in there. We, you know, let's mentor everybody. Let's get more quality uh, companies coming up and the competence to go for these things. But you have to address it bottom up and top down. And top down is on the investment committees. And the wonderful thing about this country is that Enterprise Ireland co-fund every VC in this country. And they co-fund these, these, um, and these Our funds. Our ISIF. ISIF, yeah. These funds. That's public money. You know, so why isn't public money doing, you know, let's, let's strive to balance the investment committees. And that's a call to action I would like to put out there. Yeah, um, I love it. And I think that would help, and I really do. And I know, look, we're not going to fix these problems overnight, but I think that's real tangible stuff we can do. Yeah, and being being conscious of it. I mean, I mean, if we think at, of of the Enterprise Orange Investment Committees, I am guessing that internally there, they are very much more well-balanced than if you're yes. sitting in a VC. Yeah, and, and that's just the nature of it. We, we, there's some fabulous um, GPs, female GPs in, in this city, but they're just not enough, and they're not enough to balance those committees. You know, so, you know, let's look at the, the women who are doing it and they're blazing their trail and let's get more people into those committees. And I think that would be a great step towards towards uh, solving some of these problems. Absolutely. I, one of the things as part of the, the 100 million campaign that we did uh, was a, a survey of female founders and their experience of getting funding in Ireland. And what I picked up from it that I thought was very interesting that female founders said that, you know, it depended on who you were speaking with, the reaction you got, the the funding that you were trying to raise. So some, and all, all male VCs that they were talking to generally, some male VCs were very supportive and very open and didn't ask them the questions about their families and their, their mm-hmm. plans for families and their raising their children and yeah. their levels of ambition and question that. But some did, yeah. very much so. So... The time that we're at in Ireland right now, I think, and tell me what you think of this, is we're at a point where some people get it, want want to be part of the solution, want to move the opportunities for female founders on significantly, and some people, cheek by jowl, don't get it at all. So we're in that place where but, it's... But, and you know what? That's okay. That's all right. Let's let's let those guys off, like because you know any of those, and that can be male and female, right? There's bias, Absolutely. male and female. We know that, right? You know, but it's lost opportunity. It's lost investment opportunity. And when public money is going in, I think you know that should be concern of everybody's, right? That you know there are a lot of uh, there's a lot of very cool research out there that shows that. Um, you know, simple training of people who are in investment committees or when you're actually dealing with startups, they always tend to skew very negatively. When they're interviewing women right so and i've got it very recently actually um rather than asking me how am i going to deal with scale and success i'm asked how am i going to mitigate failure you know <laughs> and the key to that is and i watched this fabulous ted talk about was that you turn it on its head if somebody asks you about mitigating failure you turn it and talk about how you're going to scale and how it's not just going to be one um vertical you're going to after you're going to scale into multiple and always try and turn towards the positive and negative because you that is going to happen but a bit of training actually yes on behalf of of, of gps and and investments to stop asking women the, the different questions than you're asking men and that actually apparently you know and this is you know research that's been done in academia in the u.s and over very long periods of time 
to say that, you know, and it's not an Irish problem, it's a global problem. We can help fix that here. You know, like I said, we're a small country, let's try. Yeah, let's try seriously. And particularly here where we're a country that is a B2B enterprise solutions country by our nature and we do have a lot of deep tech so you have women going in pitching for funding for very deep tech companies soapbox labs is a perfect example so to have that training from the investor side to to recognize and realize and tamper down their biases so that they're not spending the whole time thinking does this woman really know what she's talking yes. about yes. right we got a lot of that <laughs> and the funny thing is look you know Seed funding is tough um, for everybody. Um, what I would say is that it's particularly tough for women. I found, you know, especially as I was addressing a deep tech thing, I was going after a gap that the multinationals hadn't addressed and still haven't addressed. You know, and there was a lot of doubt about whether I could pull that off. Like, even though I had 20 years experience, a PhD, worked in multinationals, you know, and I still questioned, you know, and you know, which is hugely frustrating so that, you know, we, we need to start giving people credit for their experience. Um, and sometimes it's experience in industry, sometimes it's academic experience, you know, coupled with, um, you know, a very unique idea, their passion, their, you know, the team they build around them, like, you know, that's all legitimate, but sometimes that doubt is creeping in and we need to address that. And why is that the case? And maybe that's why women are more successful on grants. You know, we found there was a study done by the Irish Research Council recently to say when they anonymized the names um, of grant applications, the female applications success rate rose from 35% to 57%. Wow. Yeah, that's huge. What a jump. Yeah, and that's not right. You know, and we know these things are happening. So, you know, let's not pretend they're not happening. Let's not pretend it's easy. Um, It does get easier the longer you're in business and the more money you have raised in the next stage you get to because when you're having success, it's very hard to deny. But, you know, we need to help people get get, get off the ground, you know, and that initial stage is particularly hard. It's hard for everybody right now fund uh, seed funding, but we need to balance um, who's getting the funding. Absolutely. I, one of the figures that we share in the deck is the we had a target. So we had the 100 million target, but we also had a target of the number of female founded companies we wanted to track. So we put that target down to 400 because when we set the target, we were tracking 290 or so female founded companies. So we've done a better job as an organization ourselves in tracking female founders. We're now up to 355 or so, but we didn't hit our 400 target. That's one of the other messages I think to come out of this is like, if you have an idea, right? If you have... Uh, ambition. If you if you work hard, I you know yeah. you got to tick those basic fundamental boxes. But but try it. I mean, like genuinely, there is opportunities. Things are changing. If you struggle to get funded and you get the no, and I got I got the absolute no. I got the my guts telling me no. I got the slow no. I got you know I've been told no more times, but I didn't give up. I persevered and I found other ways of getting funded. And there's some amazing ways. Now getting funded that we're only get up and running like crowdfunding. Yeah. So you can secure some money from an investor, you can secure it from friends and family, you can get from Enterprise Ireland. You can supplement that with crowdfunding. If you're having no joy with VCs, you're having no joys with the local angels, try something else. Get up and go to the UK. You know, Europe is beginning to be open to us. Like, you know, there are other ways. The grant system is there. Like, you know, there are, you know, I, I would genuinely say to people just, you know, it's perseverance. 
Um, you know, if you have an idea and if you thoroughly believe that you're addressing a niche that other people do not understand or don't get, you know, you do have to try and communicate. It will fall on deaf ears with some people and move on really quickly. The slow no will kill you, you know, yeah. but move on really quickly and keep finding people. And my length of people we contacted first and our first round was very long, you know, and it was very long and, and that's okay, but we didn't give up. Yep. So, yeah. And we got amazing investors when we did find them because they were the people who got it immediately and they're the people you want on a long journey with you you know not the people who are doubters that you had to convince yeah they're not the people to bring with you what is going to happen next for soapbox so we've got a lot of uh announcements coming up in the next couple of months uh us uh and asia partnerships um research partnerships with some very well-known household name very prestigious organizations yeah um so there's a lot happening we're we're rolling out new products all the time. We're scaling into multiple languages. We're scaling into new geographies. Um, so there's yeah, it, it's it's twenty nineteen is definitely uh, going to be a big year. It's a big year for speech recognition in general, voice technology. Um, you know, we're at the forefront. We're being recognised globally for the work that we've done. Um, you know, it's 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 a pleasure to be in one of the fastest growing industries in in the world right now in technology. Um, it's set to be, voice technology set to be a $40 billion industry in 2022. And every year they revise that figure upwards. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's the new interface technology. But it's, it's not just speech recognition, it's voice interface technology. And that's going to be applied very well, widely. So, you know, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's watch this space. It's, it's getting really, really big. Watch really this exciting. space if you can. It's moving so quickly, yeah, right? Exactly. You follow this space yes. if you can. You no, know it is, it is. And, and, and genuinely, it's, 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 a fab, it's going to be fabulous here for us. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Well done on everything you've done, Trish. Thank you for being such a great, uh, first of all, supporter and advisor of Tech Ireland and a great role model for other female founders here in Ireland and for spending this time with us. Yeah, thank you for inviting me again. Cheers, mate.